This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. This is episode four for Thursday, September 12th, 2019. What do you want to change? If you're anything like me, there's a long list of things you'd like to change in your life. And if you're anything like me, there have probably been times when you've tried to tackle too many of them at once and failed at all of them. And if you're anything like me, there are so many things on the list that it's also easy to become paralyzed by the quantity and that keeps you from trying. If we're going to successfully change something in our lives, it starts by deciding on what to change. You will almost certainly fail if you try to change too many things at once. There are exceptions, but generally speaking, focused intensity is much better than a broad approach. It's the difference between using birdshot and slugs in a hunting rifle. Birdshot might work well to shoot a flying bird, but it isn't going to do much to kill a larger animal. If you're vegetarian, just think of lettuce or corn or whatever it is you think about. Intense focus over time. That's actually from Dave Ramsey's leadership book, Entree Leadership. Focused intensity over time multiplied by God equals momentum. What do you want to focus on? One of the things I love about this 90-day approach is that it gives us several times over the course of a year to work on different parts of our lives. The good news is, 90 days is more than enough time to develop a new habit. Dr. Caroline Leaf, a Christian neuroscientist who wrote Switch on Your Brain, says that it takes 63 days to develop a long-term memory. Some argue you can develop a habit in as few as 18 days, but that's only something incredibly simple. But having experimented on myself several times now, you can legitimately add a new habit into your life in 90 days. That is if you work the process. Yes, you have to want to change, but wanting it isn't enough. I can want to climb a mountain all day long, but it won't be until I start the long, arduous process of training for the climb over time that I will actually become capable of the climb. This coming Sunday afternoon, I will share a video that walks you through my capture process. This is the secret sauce of the 90-day journey. This process is the combination of a lot of research, prayer, and trial and error. But it absolutely works. And no, I'm not bragging. I curated it into its current state, but it's based on the work of many others who are much smarter than me. You'll find the capture worksheet on the back of your 90-day journey process monitor page. You're welcome to work your way through it now. I think it should be self-explanatory, but if you'd rather have a little more explanation, I'll walk you through it on Sunday afternoon. What I would recommend for today and the rest of this week is to start praying and ask God what he wants you to change. What does God want to work on in your life for the next three months? Chances are, he has already been laying the groundwork for something he wants to do, and it's much better to look for where God is already working and then choosing to join him in that work. This idea is from Experiencing God by Blackaby. 
His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He has a much better perspective on your life and your transformation than you do because he is watching you outside of time. So what God wants to work on in you right now, even if it's not what you really want to fix, is probably necessary for a later work he wants to do in you. Spend some time in prayer, and based on today's scripture reading, ask God to search your heart and test your anxious thoughts. Ask Him if there is any offensive way in you. Then ask Him to lead you. God is the best investigator of your mind. His Word has a way of cutting through all our justifications and getting at the heart of the problem. If you don't know what to pray for, tell that to God too. Romans 8, 26-30 tells us that when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit himself intercedes for us. And when the Spirit does that, it's guaranteed to be in alignment with God's will for your life. God's Word is alive. It works its way down into the deepest parts of who you are and roots out the real problem. In the church I grew up in, one of the older ladies of the church would talk about why she loved ice cream. When you ate it after a meal, it would go down into your stomach and fill in all the gaps. God's Word is kind of like that. It can work down in between and around all sorts of junk to get to what really needs your focus and attention. Throughout this first week, hopefully you have been using the Week Of page to track what you are currently doing when it comes to walking humbly with God every day. It's not what you do on Sunday, but what you do every day that makes you a follower of Jesus. Hopefully, you have been honest with yourself and you are getting a good feel for what your current weekly rhythm looks like. As you pray about what daily, weekly, and monthly habit to work on adding to your life over the next 90 days, I would encourage you to take a look at the L1 to L4 overview page. It's the last page of the week one handout. It's a grid. L1 is the foundational layer. Looking at that grid, if there is anything in that layer that isn't yet habitual or second nature in your life, that would be the place to start. Everything God wants to do in your life will come out of His Word and your prayer life. The daily devotional is important for this process because you aren't on an isolated journey. You are doing this with a group. There are others going through the exact same process as you. Then, Before Monday morning, decide what you want to change. If you're up for it, fill out the capture worksheet on Sunday evening. And on Sunday evening, spend a few minutes planning how you are going to start working to add this new habit into your life. The capture worksheet will walk you through this specifically. And finally, as our big idea for this week states, 100% commitment is easier than 98% commitment. Do not think of this as something you plan on doing, you hope to do, or you will do, or you are going to do. That's the way someone who's 98% or less committed talks. Think of this, speak of this with affirmative 100% committed statements. I do this. I am the kind of person who does this. I am not the kind of person who does that. That's not who I am. This is who I am. In his book, Emergence, Derek Rydall says to act as if you're it. He says, action is belief in work clothes. 
that persistent action from the state of feeling and knowing it is real is what makes it so. He also lays out some rules of right action that he has used in his private practice. Some of them are act like your vision is true. Act according to your highest beliefs. Act from where you want to be, not from where you are. Act from who you want to be, not from how you feel. And act without concern for the results. There is science behind this. By acting and speaking as though you have already changed, as though you are the person you will become, does something to your brain. One thing it does is it starts to create new neural pathways in your brain for the new habit or behavior. Then, when your brain recognizes an opportunity to put this new behavior into practice, it will help you make a more conscious choice that is in line with this new neural pathway. As we get into Hebrews, this will also become evident. Mental belief is not enough. We act in accordance with our beliefs, whatever they are. If there is something in your life that you don't like, somewhere there is a belief that is guiding you to that action. Until we replace that with a new belief that produces the right action, we'll be doomed to repeat the old ones. So, as silly and ridiculous as it may seem, start to think and talk to yourself as if you are already that new person. Why? Because you already are. You may not feel like it at the moment, but you are. This new life is the life Jesus died to give you. He created you to walk this life in this life. It's not something for after you die, it's for now, it's for today. And as far as God is concerned, that is already who you are. This idea will make much more sense when we get into Hebrews chapter 4 in a few weeks, but God wants you to rest in your salvation. At the same time, God does not want you to cease from your striving. So yes, this is already who you are, even if you don't feel or experience this at the moment. And yes, you will have to put in a lot of effort and striving to work out your salvation, Philippians 2, 12-13. But you need to understand and believe, you got this, because Jesus has already given it to you. www.thejesushabit.com